0: For September San Antonio real estate market update, we're going to be doing a quick snapshot of the current market conditions, then taking a deep dive into the numbers and charts. Make sure you stick around to the very end where we go over the top 10 best and worst zip codes here in San Antonio. So let's get into it. Welcome everybody to another episode of the investor's journey. I am John Barr. And in this episode, we're going to be going over the San Antonio market update. So if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you like this video and subscribe so you can get the monthly update every single month. So here's the snapshot of the San Antonio market update for July through September. So why it's kind of July through September is the data, depending on where I get it, comes out in different time periods, um, depending on where we pull it. And usually the U S government is the last one to get it. So that's why the unemployment and employment data is dated all the way back to July but here the average sales price in San Antonio was just shy of 310,000, but is a 12.4% increase year over year. Median sales price was up 11% year over year to 253,000 total sales up again from last month to a 7.2% increase year over year. And if this is your tuning in for the second time, or you saw the last episode, we were up 24% year over year, Over last month. So we're just shy of 4,000 sales. The average rental price, we got a huge bump of 4.9% increase year over year, which is fantastic to see because one of the things we worry about as investors is the price of the homes increasing faster than the rents. Because when that happens, eventually the tax rate is going to continue to increase. If it's going up, seven, 10, 12% every year, but rents are only going up one, 2%. Eventually it's going to eat into all your cash flow. So to see an increase of 4.9% year over year is a fantastic thing to see. If you are a landlord employment, that's the big question that everybody's wondering is like, when are we getting our jobs back? We're here and jobs are coming back. How fast are they coming back? Where are we currently sitting? Well, San Antonio crossed back over a million last month, and we're currently sitting at just over 1.1 million, but this is still a 5.8% decrease from this time last year. But we did gain another 5,000 jobs from the previous month. And no surprise that our recovery is starting to slow down a little bit to where last month, I think we brought back like 30, 40,000. So we aren't gaining as fast, but we are still gaining. So that is positive news. The unemployment rate is down at 7.91% below the national average of around like eight and a half, which is pretty typical for Texas. We usually have a better employment than we do nationally this is also a 0.37% decrease from the previous month. So that's fantastic to see the unemployment rate continuing to fall month's of inventory. Now, if you're wondering what this really means, it is what we real estate investors gauge as the overall speed of the market. And we're currently sitting at 2.13 months of inventory. This is a 0.2 month increase from the previous month, which is no surprise, but it is down from this time last year. So I want to expand a little bit on the months of inventory and what that means. They really say a balanced market. If you remember your economics class from high school, college, whatever it might be, everyone talks about supply and demand should always meet at some point. So when the months of inventory for real estate is quote unquote, our supply and demand, our average balance markets where those things are in equilibrium, they say is around six to six and a half months of inventory. And to put that into, a kind of a visual. It means that if no new houses were put on the market and the same rate of consumption from the previous month continued, how long would it take to consume every house on the entire MLS? So anytime you see that number being below six, that means there is a stronger buyer demand than there is a selling demand. There's way more buyers in the market than there is inventory driving down months of inventory and why that's important is that means houses are going to be selling faster. It's no surprise that there's a shortage of housing here in the United States. And this data really shows and prove it. So when you see something around two months of inventory, that means we're an extremely, hot real estate market right now to means there is nowhere near enough houses being put on the market for the amount of demand being put on it. And what that's going to do is going to really drive up prices over time. Cause that means houses are going under contract faster and selling for higher prices and the offers are coming in higher to where your appraiser is going to see that and slowly start adjusting prices up. So that over time is going to really push prices up over the long term. And you will see that in later charts when we get into the best and worst zip codes. Hey, podcast, if you're finding any of this information valuable, make sure you subscribe. So the first dive into the data is the median sales prices for June 2010 through August 2020. And here in San Antonio, our real estate market really kind of bottomed out after the 2008 debacle was right around 2011, 2012. So what you're looking at here is our real estate cycles that goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And why that really is, as you think about it, when do people want to be moving around and relocating to jobs or during, they don't want to be doing it when their kids are in school, they go into the summer months. So that is what we call like our hot summer months. And what us as investors use is we really love to buy property right here down low time of the year. Because if we're in doing any form of renovation to the house, whether it's a fix and flip or a rental property, is by the time we buy that property and get it on the market, we're sitting right about here for the catch that next highest median sales price. Something that is very interesting that we are continuing to watch is you look back to March, April when the whole COVID thing really started, is nobody knew. What was going to happen. But now coming out of this, it's pretty apparent what's happening is there's even more demand for housing. And it is really just taking off like a rocket to new highs here in San Antonio, to where you can see that between last year and this year, we really only went up was that $10,000 year over year. But this time we've gone up $20,000 and we're still kind of trending up um year over year. So that is something that is very intriguing to us. And it's no surprise that the monthly rents follow pretty much the exact same trajectory of kind of going up into the right over time. And it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And you can see here where I was concerned last month, where prices were starting to go down a little bit, but this month they kind of recovered and went back up. Now what we really like to use this information for, like I spoke about on the previous slide is we love to buy in those down periods of the month. Well, when it comes to rental properties, we love to set all of our rental properties off for our leases to end between March, April and May, because that gets us, if we have a tenant that moves out, that gives us another month or so to turn the house around, do anything that we need to do to where we get that property on the market to hopefully catch that next highest rent level. Now you ask yourself, like I get it, John that that looks cool, but now how does this apply to me and what can I really do with this information? Well, let me tell you what we do in our business, especially when it comes to the rental properties is no matter where we buy our rental property, all of our leases always end in March, April, and May. So now you think about where I, you looked on those cycles on where those things really peaked out is it's in the summer months. So no matter if we get a property, we rent it out in December and, or we get, pick it up in December and it's ready for rent in January, I'm probably going to be structuring like a 15 month lease on that thing or 16 month lease to get them to end on that following rental rental cycle, because I do not want to be trying to rent in the middle of the dead of winter here. And even though in Texas, we really don't have much of a winner, but there's less people really moving around that uh, are looking for rental properties. So that's one thing that we can use. I know a lot of other landlords do this exact same thing. when we started looking at this information was, man, that's a fantastic idea. Why do I want to have them on your 12 month lease? When I'm the landlord, I can structure whatever lease I want to do. So it is not untypical for us to go a nine month lease, a 15 month lease, a six month lease, for that first term. And the way you tell your tenants is I'm open about it. It's like, I want all of my leases to end around the same period of time. So that's why I'm giving this 15th or this nine month lease, or if it's short six months, they say, well, I want a year lease. Fine. You want to do 18 months or we can do six months and just renew them on that time. And I always just open and upfront with them saying, no, all of our leases end March, April, May, you don't have to specifically tell them why they end during that time period, but they never really question it. So now the big thing here in San Antonio and currently right now in the overall economy, of the U S or around the world actually is the unemployment. And what we're looking at is July, 2000 through July, 2020, a 20 year unemployment span. And you can see the last recessions that in the dot-com bubble it went up and it slowly trailed back down. Real estate recession, it went up really quick and slowly trended back down. So what's really shocking is this data flowed a lot better before the COVID thing started, where unemployment went to unprecedented highs from since I think back to the Great Depression, where we here in San Antonio hit all the way up to almost 13 and a percent. But it is fantastic to see it over the course of three months continuing to fall. I wish we would have more falls like we did, uh, I think it's in August, but we are still seeing this downward trajectory. Where I'm going to be very concerned is that this starts to really piddle out like it kind of did here during the last uh, recovery from the real estate recession, the 2008 uh, Great Recession, is if it just kind of pit around to the top before it slowly dropped down. I want to see this continuing to fall. And why that's so important is because if people are unemployed, for too long or businesses aren't hiring for too long. I do expect to see that eventually roll into some form of the real estate economy because if people aren't working, that means businesses aren't hiring. That means businesses are not transacting enough to where there's a velocity of money moving through the economy to where if that goes on for too long, that is going to eventually cause bankruptcies. I don't care how much money the federal government and federal reserve pump fake money into the people's pockets. It can't go on forever to where there has to be some form of real growth to where I'm going to be much more concerned if this unemployment, rate does not continue to fall, or they pump a bunch of money into it and it stays stagnant and doesn't, people aren't rehiring. Because if businesses aren't rehiring, that means people don't have jobs. That means they can't qualify for what do you need with every house alone. You have to have a job to get a loan, make sure you stay and follow these unemployment rates. Cause they are very, very important. I know the real estate market is doing some very crazy things right now with prices going through the roof months, of inventory being very low, but with unemployment being so high, it's just so out of the norm that it can't continue on forever. So this is a piece of information that I wanted to track myself to see year over year, what the appreciation rate really was doing. So this goes all the way back to June of 2011 through August, 2020. And this is based on the median sales prices to where you can see that we stopped going down right around here to the 2011, 2012. And we took back off and we were consistently hitting above 5% even hitting the 10% for a period of like four or five years. And then it seemed we slowly started to trend back down until we hit the 2020 COVID recession, but now things are really taking off again. So the reason I want to track this stuff is I want to know long-term real estate is only usually appreciating anywhere from two to 3% a month, but now we're hitting tens and 12. So I want to see what the average is. And currently we're sitting about 5%. So over, a period of time we are higher than the long-term average. And that can't go on by itself for either. On interest rates can only drop so far before real estate prices kind of have to level out and you have to get back to some normalcy. But with interest rates falling so rapidly in a massive demand, I think that is what's pushing up our year over year appreciation. So now to the most popular part of the show is where do I market? Where is the best months of inventory? Where are prices going up the most? Where's the best place to own rental properties? Where's the best place to flip? So we're going to get into this. Now I do this based on the months of inventory. Like I talked about at the very beginning of what that really means, that lower number really shows the strength of demand. So I do it by one by the zip code, and then also I do it by price range. Where is the most in demand housing in San Antonio based on a set of price ranges and by zip codes. And I also show you what this low months inventory really does over a period of time. So up first is by price range. So here you can really see where the bulk of our inventory here in San Antonio is sold is really in this 150,000 between 300,000. Of those 3,600 sales, 3,700 sales, whatever it is, you can see a vast majority of them. I mean, almost half of them are right here in this 150 to 300 price range, and it's no surprise to see these being significantly low, and uh, down below right around the one and a half to two months of inventory. So to think about that, to only have one and a half months of inventory when there's 800 properties being sold every single month means there's not a lot of inventory. That means houses are moving extremely quickly and there is a massive demand for housing in that zip code. So for us in our business, what we like to do is we love to stay in this price range of that 150 to 300,000. And even below for our rental properties, we love to get stuff under 200,000 and trying to get the best deal. Cause this is your entry level pricing. And I've been doing these long enough to where we're talking about 150 to 300 being the most in demand previously, that was, the 100 to 250 demand and 100 to 200 but now the prices have risen far enough that that area of buying has shifted over time so that is why we love to stay in that 150 to 300 not to say it's terrible to move into these higher price ranges, especially when you're seeing these low months of inventory up in those price ranges as well. But I'm saying, don't let the COVID situation fool you go back six months and watch some of these previous market updates. And you'll see that these were into the three fours and fives as the price went up But right now, there's just so lack of inventory and still such a strong demand for housing that is taking that inventory drastically down. The next place we look at is the best zip codes for months of inventory and 78250 is the winner for this month with less than one month of inventory across the entire zip code. And for those of you that don't know San Antonio or that do know San Antonio, that is a massive, massive, massive zip code with a very developed, not a whole lot of empty land. And it's pretty much all housing, so to see that low months of inventory is just crazy. If you've lived in this city for any, any extended period of time, and what this really does, like I mentioned, this low months of inventory, how is it applicable? Well, these low months of inventory over a three-year period has pushed the price point up almost what's that? Forty-two thousand dollars, forty-two, forty-three thousand dollars over just a short three-year period of time. Which is why we use this especially for rental properties. We love to pick up rental properties in these specific zip codes for that exact fact because we're still getting cash flow and we're getting massive amounts of appreciation because of the price points these things are at. So it's no surprise to see a lot of these zip codes being in that 150 to 300 price range for being the lowest months of inventory here in the city of San Antonio. Now the caveat to that is the worst zip codes based a month's inventory, which is still absolutely insane to see that these things are still sitting in the threes and fours when you go back six months, the threes and fours were in the top 10 zip codes, but there's been such a shrinkage of overall listings and a boom in the buyer market that it's really driving months inventory drastically down. Now it's no surprise to look at these and see several of these being in those higher zip codes that we talked about of the most in demand. So you see up into the 400s, the 600s, the 350s, but it's not to say these are the worst is the, Kind of the wrong word to choose i just kind of throw that in there with bottom 10 zip codes because you can still do renovations and you can still do buy and holds in these properties but it's just making you aware of what these zip codes really mean and one reason i like to use that worst zip codes is i see a lot of people coming into san antonio and they want to do an old historic renovation well a lot of these older historic renovations these older housing here in san antonio It's where everybody wants to go and they're all in our downtown core and these things are very old. We've done old historic renovations before and my God, you will not believe how much money an old house like that can eat or a hundred grand sounds like a lot of money and it is. But not in a 100 year old house. You might just barely get a foundation, roof, walls, AC, and electrical done, but now you still gotta put sheetrock flooring and all your finish outs in it. So that's why I like to put this on here and kind of give the worst zip codes because there is a higher level of risk that goes with this because the competition level is higher. So if you're a new investor or if you're looking into a new zip code, you need to look at your competition level to see whose house is on the market and what price point and what finish outs those have really done. I'm a licensed agent. When we're doing a new house, I go look at my competition, go inside them and see why does this area have a higher month's inventory? Is it really just full of really nice looking houses or what is common in our zip code or our city is, people do these old houses, they run out of money and they go cheap on the finish outs and cheap on the contractors. So the pictures look great, but you walk into them and you're like, "Ugh, man, that wall's crooked. This uh, finish out is not nice, the paint, the texture, the flooring, so many things don't look good inside the house. So that is why there's so much inventory, but that's good for you to know that now you can go back to your renovation and you can make sure you don't make those mistakes because if you're in a hard money loan or you're borrowing money, like a lot of us do in real estate every month that you sit on the open market, that is an interest payment right off of the bottom line of your project. So you need to make sure that you're putting the money where it counts in your finish outs, doing a little higher in finishes in the kitchens, the baths, the uh, master bedroom, the things that really sell the house, doing the staging, doing the pictures, doing the landscaping, going above and beyond to make sure your house sells the quickest. If you found this content valuable, or this is your first time tuning in, make sure you give us a like and a subscribe so you can really stay on top of what's going on in the San Antonio market. And if you're looking for additional content of what applies to here in San Antonio, make sure you check out coffee with the Johns, where my business partner and I talk about current economic news and what's going on and how it could tie in to real estate. And we will catch you guys on the next one.